0: Hello, welcome. My name is Joe. This is the Joe Martino Show. I want to talk to you today about questions, questions that people have written in with. I have two questions that I think are going to take up the whole time. One, how are adults affected when they were child of divorce? Two, how do I have a game plan for developing good habits? They seem far apart and maybe they are, but we'll see if we can't maybe make a few connections between the two today let's kick it off you're listening to the joe martino show a podcast dealing with all things emotional relational and human nature joe is a licensed counselor in the state of michigan specializing in relationship therapy he is also the author of the book the emotionally secure couple all advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only enjoy the show All right, a number of weeks ago, maybe even a number of months ago, I put up on my personal Facebook, hey, was there a topic you'd like to be discussed on my podcast? And someone commented, yes, what I'd like to talk about is how does divorce affect adults when if they were children whose parents went through a divorce, how does it affect them? And to be honest with you, I have avoided talking about this, uh, which probably sounds cowardly, maybe because it is a little bit, because... This is something that people get angry about. I know that there are people out there all across this spectrum. There are people who got divorced. Uh, there are people who got divorced because their spouse was abusing them. There are people who got divorced because their spouse was habitually cheating on them. There are people who got divorced who didn't want to get divorced, but their, their spouse did. Their spouse was like, I'm done. I'm getting a divorce. There are people who got divorced just because they wanted to. And everything in between there. And divorce is one of those things that is obviously very, uh, personal to people. Obviously it's very painful. Uh, Anytime I'm talking with someone who's going through a divorce, I I tell them, look, you're in the grieving process. You're going through this, this process of grieving the loss of something. You're grieving the loss of your relationship. You're grieving the loss of possibilities of, of what your relationship could have been. And it is hard And it is painful, and it will continue to be so. So I want to be sensitive to that. At the same time, we have to be honest about the effects of divorce on children, and especially when they become adults. And there is plenty of research out there that indicates this. If you want to read a book, it's a little bit older now. It's called uh, The, The Unexpected Legacy of Divorce. Actually, if you want to understand my reticence to discuss this topic just read the comments. People literally just attack the authors and don't really do a whole lot with the research. I just came across an article on USA Today, not exactly a bastion of conservatism, talking about one of the biggest threats to our future is what we're doing with boys, especially in the process of divorce. Because dads are checking out, they're not staying involved. And even the ones that do stay involved, there's still issues. And this here's the thing, the authors actually, in the, of, the, of the research that I've read, of the books that I've read, they actually all say, look, we're not here to cause you to feel shame or grief, but you do have to know here are potential struggles that your children are going to have as adults, or if you are an adult now and your parents went through a divorce, here are potential struggles that you are at a higher risk for. What happens is we have to start with some foundational questions. Where do we get our blueprint, if you will, for how we emotionally connect with people? Where do we get our blueprint for what it means to work through problems? Where do we get our blueprint excuse me, blueprint for how we problem solve, how we con- solve conflict? Those come from our parents. And one of the hard things is when our parents get divorced, often they will lean on us for support. Parents who go through divorce... We'd like to think that like they just keep it from their kids, but they don't. They overshare. They share things with their children that they're not ready for. They're, the children aren't ready for. And so what happens is, is they start to blueprint them a certain way. They start to create a worldview that, quite frankly, is skewed. Now, maybe you're sitting there and you're like, look, Joe, I didn't do it or I didn't have a choice in the worst. I get that. I'm not... This is not for everybody who's listening. If you've been through a divorce, I'm not saying you, but we do know adults who have gone through divorce who, as a child with their parents, they tend to be more avoidant. They tend to be at a higher risk for divorce themselves, right? And part of it is, as a society, we've just kind of sold out. I actually had a, we've sold out to this idea that marriage is just kind of something of an antiquated idea. And that it should be easy, and that's that's actually more related to another podcast that I want to do, talk about everything is easy, and so when things get hard, we're not sure what to do, right? And and so part of that is like I actually had a preacher, a a a pastor, tell me a couple years ago that that maybe marriages should just be seven year contracts, and we should just celebrate the fact that they made it seven years, and then they're done, and you can renew, you know, much like like a sports contract, you could renew. Or you could file for free agency. If the, the pastors are advocating that, and not shockingly, that man got divorced just a few years later. If pastors are advocating that, well, of course, we're going to advocate that as a society because we've elevated immediate happiness to the forefront. Not everyone who's gotten a divorce has done that, and not everyone who's married... Actually, has the right priorities. I'm not arguing that. There are people who have stayed married in name only for 50 years. I get it, but if we get divorced, we have to accept the fact that we put our children at risk for more struggles. Some of them are. They're going to be more emotionally avoidant. We know they're going to miss more school. Uh, I, I read a New York Times article where the New York Times writer said, "Oh well, parents of young children don't lean on them too much emotionally." I don't know what research she's reading. But that's hogwash. They do tend to uh, rely on them, and if they don't get remarried, or if there comes a string of, of of boyfriends or girlfriends, the the parent tends to rely on different, like you know, if they have different children, you know, older children, younger children, they tend to rely on the different children for different emotional needs that their spouse is supposed to meet. That's one of the biggest eye-openers of the research from the book, The Unexpected Legacy of Divorce. And what's really interesting is when I talk to adults, especially in their 20s and 30s, who have gone through a divorce with their parents, they all agree with me, yep, this research is real. And then some of them, I've had the privilege of knowing them for a long time, when they get to the place where they want to divorce, well, the kids will be okay. Yes, I'm not arguing that you're ruining your kids forever. But somebody asked me the question, what's the effect on adults whose parents went through a divorce when they were children? And one of the biggest effects is typically they are emotionally avoidant or they are emotionally extreme. They're at the the extreme of one of those things. So when I say emotionally extreme, I mean emotionally anxious there. They're at the extreme level of either emotionally anxious or emotionally avoidant. Adult females whose parents went through a divorce when she was sub age 18 are at a higher risk to marry or be involved with a physical abuser, an emotional abuser. They're at a much higher risk to go through some sort of abuse. Now, again, I don't say this to make you feel bad if you're going through a divorce and you have young daughters or you have daughters under age age 18, but it's something you have to know of so then you can be aware of it as you look to the future, as they look to the future. Something you can be on the lookout for in their dating or life. Staying connected. Children carry emotional scars from their parents' divorce, even into adulthood. Anybody who's arguing that is either just ignoring facts or they're arguing from emotion. And I get it, but it's just something we have to be aware of. We're not helping our children, we're not helping ourselves if we deny this. Men who went through a divorce as a boy with their parents tend to be less emotionally aware. They tend to be less connected to their emotions, especially when it comes to their significant other, their partner as an adult. They're at a higher risk for divorce. They're at a higher risk for their spouse to just be like, hey, they're not trying. Because they want to try, they just don't know how. And I see this in in my practice all the time. But the research also bears it all out, that they tend to, they're just not sure what to do. They're scared to death of engaging that that's going to get screwed up. So they either overcompensate and they kind of become that alpha sports male that's the current stereotype that everybody dislikes, Ironically, that stereotype came to prominence in the late 80s and early 90s, which would make them, right, like 18 to in their late 20s. When did divorce just become something that was across the board okay? Right around the time those kids were being born. Now, again... I'm not saying that if you got divorced that you ruined your children forever, but I am saying there are risks that you have to be aware of. And if you have a son or if you're a man and your parents went through a divorce, you're at a higher risk for not engaging your feelings. And most women, most partners don't want to be in a relationship with someone who won't engage their feelings, who won't engage their emotions or completely lets their emotions rule them. Again, extremes. One of the best gifts our parents can give us is balance. I cannot tell you how many times I've sat in a room and asked a guy, did your parents get divorced when you were a a young man, when you were a boy? And he will say, yes. And he'll say, how did you know? And I'll say, because the behavior you're exhibiting, research tells us, tends to be more prevalent in adult males who went through a divorce with their parents as a child. Adults who went through divorce with their parents as a child tend to have more skewed Self-esteem issues they tend to have more proliferate problems understanding what's going on with their own self-view they have a they have a more skewed view of themselves as adults they tend to be angrier they just do like I know this isn't a popular thing but they tend to have more anger issues as adults because in part where did they pro where were they able to process their anger as a child they probably weren't in a typical sense. Now, there are people who get divorced and they handle it well with their children. What do they do? How do they help minimize the risk? No one's taking the risk away, but how do they help minimize them? I think that's a great question. And I want to take a few minutes to answer that. First of all, they don't fight with their kids as weapons. And I see this all the time. People who use their kids as pawns. It's, it's craziness to me. People who use their kids as pawns to, to hurt the other person. And to me this is like the beginning no-brainer. This is one of those foundational things that should just everybody should agree on. It's never okay to use your kids to hurt your ex or your soon-to-be ex. Once we agree on that, then it gets a little bit more complicated. You should never talk bad about your ex's character to your children until they're much older. Now, you can accurately describe their behavior. So if you were divorced because your ex was an a-hole who hit you or hurt you, who who cheated on you, you can, and, and the kids know, you can't hide from those behaviors, be honest, but always tie the life lesson to the conversation, right? So there are times that I mess up. I know that's hard for some of you to believe, but there are times that I mess up and I am certain my wife talks to my kids about it and she ties the life lesson to it and, and you know, obviously my kids, I can go apologize and be like, hey, I shouldn't have yelled at you or whatever it was. In a divorce situation, if you screwed up, go apologize to the kids. Uh, I, I heard a therapist one time, a therapist called me for a consult and divorce situation, uh, the mom had left the husband uh, or mom had left dad and got a new, uh, a new boyfriend and and dad had a new girlfriend and they, they were all at the zoo at the same time, unplanned. And so little little boy, we'll call him Jimmy, little Jimmy is with dad and new girlfriend and sees mom and new boyfriend and wants to run over and give mom a hug. And dad's new girlfriend says no, and so dad says no. That's stupid. That's beyond stupid. I just can't say the words that it is because the FAA will shut me down or whoever the government is, government agency is that... that, that Regulates this. That is selfish. It is wrong, and it's not uncommon, right? So don't use your kids as weapons to hurt, but also don't use them as pawns. Understand that your kids don't really understand your divorce. They don't care, and they don't understand. Almost all adults who are surveyed as adults about the effects that their parents' divorce had on the upon them when they were a kid mark it as a negative effect. Almost every time the research is done. And so, and, and because of that, it's usually, it's, so there's the blatant things, right? There's the blatant, you know, using the kids as a weapon. But it's more the subtle ones, y- using the kids as as uh, pawns. Or discussing your problems with the kids without a really good solution. Or not, or addressing the other person as the problem, not addressing the issue of their behavior. So it's one thing to address behavior and talk to the kid about, okay, so here's what they did. Here's what your dad did. Here's why I think it's wrong. Here's why I don't think you should do it when you're an adult. In other words, you use it as a teaching point. And part of the problem is divorce is so traumatic for parents. Even after you get remarried and move on, or especially if you don't get to that and you live in the tension of dating and getting rejected again especially when you introduce the kids then or the kids to the new dating partner that can be very traumatic for them if there isn't consistency one of the hardest things for kids as they're growing up is they're trying to figure out who am i how do i fit into this world what's my stability what's my security and as they wrestle with those issues part of it is is they are going to look to their biological parents first of all let's just say that your son reminds you a lot of your of his father And then you tell him that because he does something cute or grandma tells him that or his aunt tells him that or his uncle tells him that or Jimmy down the street tells him that. And then you have a 15 minute rant about what a terrible person his father is, not the bad behaviors that his father engaged in, but the terrible person that he is. What does that do to your son's self-view, to his self-esteem, self-esteem? It blows it up. It destroys it. If your wife left you for another man and you talk bad about women or you talk sexlessly about women and you have daughters, you're objectifying them. And the thing of it is, is most people, when they're calm, know this. But when they're in the middle of their hurt, they're in the middle of their pain, they're in the middle of the being. Because every time you see your ex, you're reminded you were rejected if they're the one that left you. Every time you see your ex, there's pain some level there's pain. Even when it's just a quick one, if I, if I push, very rarely does anyone say, nope, I'm really to the point where there isn't any pain. I mean, maybe decades later, but in the formative years, the pain is there. And most kids, any kids under the age of 18, they wrestle with the idea that divorce was their fault. In fact, really interesting, and this is a totally different topic, but for what's now called senior divorces or silver divorces, which is a fastly growing segment of the community that is getting divorced. They're adult kids. One of the things all the literature says is tell your adult children that our, your divorce is not their fault. In other words, mom and dad are in their 50s. They're getting divorced. They have two kids in their 30s. All the literature says you still need to tell your 30-year-olds it's not your fault because we are constantly drawing on our parents for data points to how we make sense of the world and how we make sense of ourselves. That's just something you have to embrace. And by embracing it, you purposely give your children data points that points to who A, they are, and B, who they could be. So you can hate their parent, the one that divorced you or you divorced. You, you can do that. You're a grown adult. I'm not going to argue with you about that. I don't think it's healthy, but it's your choice. But as you communicate to your child, you need to give them data points that talks about who they are and who they could be. And you need to talk about the other person's behavior, not them. And you need to make clear distinctions there. This next segment I feel like is, you know, kind of everybody knows, but I don't see as many people implementing it as I think should be. Don't talk to your kids about your problems with their parent. Sometimes people feel like they have to talk about their spouse negatively with the child, especially if the spouse or the ex-spouse, excuse me, is engaging in behavior that is detrimental to the child. For instance, let's just say that there's a a baseball game or or a trip to the zoo that's planned and the ex-spouse doesn't show up or the ex-spouse takes some of the kids but not all the kids. And a lot of times I'll, I'll have people say to me, in that case, don't you think I ought to talk about the character of the parent? No, I don't. I think you ought to talk about the behavior and allow the child to draw their own conclusions about... The, the, the character of the other person. And then you can in, engage them in those conclusions. In fact, I'd encourage all parents to do this, whether you're divorced or not. Talk about behaviors. Let your kids draw their own conclusions about character and then have conversations with your children about their conclusions. And if you disagree with them, you even get to say, I kind of disagree. And here's why I think this and explain it. But that's inviting them into adulthood. At the end of the day, I truly believe that's our number one job as parents is to invite our children into adulthood. And so if you are divorced and your ex is just not good to your children, talk about the behaviors. Learn to ask questions that are open-ended, not leading, that allow your child to come up with their own conclusions about the character of their, their other parent. And then engage a conversation about those behaviors. Okay. So all of these are great, but the person who actually wrote in the question is an adult who went through a divorce as a child. And I have a feeling his question is more like, okay, what do I do now? And I think that's a great question. So if it wasn't his question, it is my question, and here's I'm going to try to answer it. Now, for people, if you're an adult whose parents went through a divorce when you were a child, first of all, you have to start looking for your own areas of, of Weak spots. You have to start looking for your own areas where that may have affected you, where that divorce may have caused some friction, where that divorce may have caused some pain that is now bleeding into your adult relationships. Do you tend to have relationships? Take an honest account of your relationships and ask yourself do you tend to have relationships where you really don't engage? Do you tend to have relationships where you truly don't embrace vulnerability? Do you tend to have relationships? where you are more they revolve more around surface issues adults whose parents went through a divorce tend to be at a higher risk for alcoholism and substance abuse as an adult are you doing those things are you soothing pain through through alcohol through substance abuse through sex through dating through anything that could be okay in, in moderation but you're using it to an extreme and it starts with you your life from here on out starts with you. So you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to look at your life and ask yourself, where are my weak spots? What are my friction points? If you're in a significant relationship, if you're married, if you have a life partner, ask them, hey, what's going on in me that that is something that you think is a danger to our relationship? That's a terrifying question. But it can be so beneficial to your long term relational health. Just ask them point blank, like, what is it that you see in me? That could be hurting our relationship. What are some things that I can improve on? My guess is if you're at all self-aware, they're not going to tell you anything that wasn't already on your radar. Maybe you would benefit from some counseling. I've had a lot of adults come to me. And as we kind of rooted around, it started, the problem started with their parents' divorce. And once we got there, we were able to kind of pull it out. We were able to kind of unpack it. And then we were able to process it and deal with it in a way that created some really good long-term health for them. Do you have a continual role of negativity in your relationships? That could be related to your parents' divorce. And you probably don't possess the skills or the abilities or the talents to pull that out and look at it without some professional help. That's not me insulting you. That's just saying, There are probably things that happened to you as a child that that caused you to form a worldview, a shape of how you view the world, that you need help unpacking as an adult. And we call that counseling. I I can't tell you how many clients, how many friends I have, who their, their marriage is just embroiled in conflict and negativity because something happened when they were a child and their parents divorced That they didn't see. Sometimes it's something as simple as I I just I I decided I made some sort of self promise that I was never going to trust again. Well, how can you be married and hold that hold that trust? So, or there is a wound there, right? There is a a a heart soul wound. It is it is is there as surely as if they were stabbed or shot, and it's never healed. And maybe that's you, and maybe you're a 35 year old man, maybe you're a 40 year old woman, who who who, or any, you could be any adult age really. But you're there, and and there is a pain in your soul that your spouse accidentally hits often, and then you're kind of off and running into danger land. So you have the very first thing is you have to take a kind of an account of your own life, and you know see the changes that you can make yourself. But if you can't make those changes, get into get into some therapy get into some counseling. Find somebody who can help you. I don't understand people's reticence to do this. I don't understand why people, there's still a stigma attached to this. If somebody had a uh, a toothache or a cavity and somebody said, oh, you should see my dentist, no problem. If somebody breaks their leg or they tear up their knee, oh man, you should see my orthopedic, no problem. Somebody is rolling through, blowing up their marriage, they don't want to go to counseling. Or they don't want to go to a marriage conference. Like that doesn't make sense. And a lot of times that's because adults, any adult, whether their parents went through a divorce or not, are caught between shame, self-loathing, and pride. If your parents went through a divorce, that's a little bit more dialed up. Because our society lies to us and says there's no effect of divorce on children. That's wrong and it's misleading and it's silly. There is. There is a consequence. The best thing for your children is for the two of you to be together and to be healthy. Now, I'm going to say this again. I've tried to say it at least seven times. If you're listening this long, you've probably heard it. You're probably like, Joe, you don't need to say it anymore. But just in case, because I know I'm going to get an email explaining to me why somebody had to get divorced. I understand that there are people out there who went through a divorce who didn't want to. Their spouse left them. I understand that there are people who went through a divorce and they didn't want to but their spouse was abusive and refused to change. I understand there are people out there who went through a divorce that they didn't want because their spouse was an alcoholic or a substance abuser and they refused to change. I get that. I'm not doing this today to shame anyone. I am doing this to try to get people to understand that if this happened, you have to be aware of the reality of it, of of the consequences that it brings. And we as a society have to stop lying to people to make them feel better. Divorce is devastating to the long-term emotional plane of children. To the long-term emotional outcome of your children, divorce is devastating. Now, can it be overcome? Can people still live full and productive lives? Absolutely and absolutely. But it starts with if they're adults, then they need to look at their own lives and be like, okay, what am I doing as an adult that might be a direct result of my parents' divorce? And then making the changes that they can make, being responsible to make the changes that they're able to make. I think the third step is to understand that we all have baggage. We all have things that we carry into our adulthood. So if you're an adult and you're like, oh man, okay, so my dad left and I, I can draw a line from that to this behavior that I do and I'm going to start changing it. Understand you're going to have issues. You're going to relapse. You're going to fall off the, the, the change process. But that's why we, we talked a few weeks ago about the idea that in order To have change, you have to brutally accept what is. You have to brutally accept the reality your parents got divorced. It wasn't your fault, but it did have negative consequences on you as an adult. And then you can be wildly optimistic about the future. Wildly optimistic about what does the future hold. Then you have to ruthlessly pursue change. Ruthlessly pursue the behaviors that lead to change. And have the courage to have a little bit of grace for yourself and for your parents. Most of the time your parents got caught up in something they couldn't solve and they didn't know what else to do. Almost always that's true for at least one of them. Even if your parent was an alcoholic, I'm not saying you need to embrace them as an alcoholic. I'm not saying that you need to embrace them as an abuser or as a substance abuser. Uh, by abuser, I mean like physically abusive. If one of your parents was physically abusive. But, but you can have grace for them now and understand that with boundaries. That doesn't mean you have to talk to them. It you know doesn't I mean you have to bring them into your life. With boundaries, you can understand that they got caught up in something. They may have had trauma in their youth. Right? We 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 we've, we've done a good job of of helping people understand their own wounds and I'm hoping that this episode, these brief 30 minutes helps people understand their wounds from their parents' divorce. But we also have to look at our parents and understand they probably have wounds. They probably had things happen to them that weren't processed, that led to their mistakes as an adult. And have grace for that. Have grace for yourself. You're a work in progress. You can do it. Thanks so much for listening. I know your time could be spent anywhere. I appreciate you giving me this time to listen to what I have to say. If you found value in this, please share it on your social media. Share it with your friends. Uh, That is the best form of marketing that I have. I really do hope that the information I'm sharing with you will help change the world. And one of the ways we can do that is we can do it together. We can partner together by you sharing the data. I didn't have time today to get to Brian's question about how do we build good habits. I will put that in a future podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time.